This is a warning to all living mortals that on the 13th of December, Moose will release 13 of the most terrifying interviews of horror unto the world. That's right, 13 brand new episodes in the month of December leading up to our season premiere. And until then, horror hounds, mash on. Christmas, Moose brings to me Les Nolan with the anthology Springsville. Welcome, Horror Hounds, to another all new Moose's Monster Mash. I'm your host, Moose, and this is another installment of Moose's 13 Horrifying Days of Christmas. Today, I bring to you the gift of. Well, obviously the gift of horror, but uh, 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 what promise? What looks to be a surefire classic in the upcoming anthology Springsville, and to talk about that is the mind behind Springsville, Les Nolan. <clears throat> how's it going? Doing pretty good. How's uh, how's life been treating you? Like personally, shit. <laughs> as far as the movie goes, uh, amazing. As long as it balances out in the end, right? Definitely. So, where did the idea for uh, Springsville come about? Um, the idea came about summer 2021. Um, we, I used to live in a city in Pennsylvania called Oil City, where uh, in the late 90s, this girl got murdered and when they found her body they kind of canceled halloween like permanently until like 2017 2018 around there so that's where the idea came from and then um where i where i started to write it uh me and my son was actually just playing outside um with the video camera and i shot like the original little trailer it was like two minutes maybe i shot that just literally fucking around with my son outside no scripts no uh no direction really just something for fun and then uh i post i showed it to somebody before i posted it i don't remember who honestly um but then i decided you know to to write it out to write a script to actually put more thought into it you know what i'm saying and actually bring it to life so that's how it like it, it's inspired by the true story of uh her name was shauna howe uh you could google it it's all over google uh that's where it all started that's cool comes to mind, but that, that seems kind of morbid. Um, I, I guess fascinating would be more appropriate that, that, that there is this uh, real-life event that this is all centered around. Um, well, it's not, it's not centered around. Well, yeah, like I, inspired I, by, I, I should say. Yeah, like, like I took the idea of this real-life situation and turned it into – like it has nothing to do with her. Um, and no – like not even the same situation, just 
the idea of the town canceling Halloween because the kid was murdered. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, an interesting uh, concept on its face in, you know, in and of itself. You know, because every year, you know, like all over America, you hear things happening where people want to cancel Halloween. Where you were at, it actually happened. Like, the thing is, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, it's definitely going to be frowned upon, but it's hard. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going, I'm not going to be like, I mean, it's good. The story is amazing. Um, the whole idea, even though it's, it's kind of more bad, I guess you could say it, it's, for 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 art and for what it has become since the original idea, it's amazing. Well, and it, it's as a horror fan sitting back and looking at this, it, it is fun to see something new come out in the uh, world of like fan films. Um, you know, because that's kind of where we live right now is this era of fan films and. You know, I, I don't have anything against them, but when like a, a new story or a new like character, I, I have I have a lot against them. <laughs> uh, you know, like when a new character comes out, that, that that's something I really want to latch onto. Sure, because it, it's you know it's a story you don't know. You know, like you know the story of Jason, you know the story of you know all, all the yeah. main guys. You know, here you have. You're presumably killer watching the trailer, who looks like an undertaker, kind of you know gnarly. Yeah, you know, so it's like, okay, what's his story? You know, and from that, just that image, and like that, it's the whole movie is his story. Literally, the whole movie is him venting in a way, because like I said, it's an anthology film, so it's stories. All right, so it. Each each story is narrated as well, so it's not just like like it's explained to you what's going on, why it's happening, why the certain scene or whatever you know what I'm saying happens. So literally, the story is being told. It's it's like a book. That's how I explain it to people. Each scene you you watched other anthology films, right? Yeah. Each scene is like a chapter. You know what I'm saying? Like the movie starts off with a novelist writing, starting his novel. Each scene is a chapter of his novel. Cool. With that being said, it was, it was long. It was extremely long. So I, I had to do a lot of cutting, which, which sucked because I love every scene, every, every idea that I came up for Like I wrote probably a hundred different chapters for this thing. You know what I'm saying? Obviously I can't have, a movie that, I mean, I could, but it would just be <laughs> the <insane>. super anthology. <laughs> so I, I just took my favorite ones and I, I kind of copied, you know, I cut and pasted, uh, and then wrote around them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's, it's all, um, going to be like narrated, but from a narrator. So everything is going to be like explained to you as it's happening. Oh, hell yeah. So final project, how many stories is it going to be? Um, I can tell you what on. I'm actually have it right here on Adventure Evolve because I was just editing sound. Um, without the narration right now, there's going to be twelve. Ooh, 
Each 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 chapter is about ten to twenty minutes, but I'm going to cut it down because that's still a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, because there's going to be extra stuff. In it. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. But I accidentally exited off this app, but um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to stay around like one twenty maybe for the uh for the time. Um. Did you originally set out to make it an anthology, or was it going to be no, like a... No, no, not at all. Um, like It was originally, originally titled Sam Hain until we got distribution, and then I decided to change a lot. Some of the scenes, some of the scenes um, are the same from, Sam, from when it was Sam Hain, but a lot of the... Like, the original Sam Hain script was a lot more based on the real-life incident that happened... <clears throat> So when I when I changed it, I decided to change just like the whole the whole sculpture of of the whole of the whole script, really. So aside from like time wise, what kind of issues do you run into? Well, did you find as a filmmaker running into creating a uh, anthology series? Um, not a lot of issues, honestly. I think it's better than it could have been um with the original script way better in my opinion um just gives you more room to play around dude like you could literally just come up with something at any time shoot it film it write it into write it into where it makes sense you know what i'm saying oh yeah and Um, i do that a lot like um ask anybody that that's been on set with me we will come up with 30 minutes of extra shit while we're filming well it gives you plenty of room to yeah so we'll take uh We'll take like a fifteen-page script of a of a chapter and just turn it into fucking half an hour. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah, it it could. It's a lot of long nights. Mm. Uh, what got you into filmmaking to begin with? Um, I've always been super into films. Not, re- I mean, I love horror films, but not really my favorite. Like my favorite uh, filmmakers are Kevin Smith and John Hughes. But um, horror. This always intrigued me, you know? Well, I, I think you have a little bit... big. It's a much bigger sandbox to play in when you get to horror. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, you, you have... Fun. It's definitely fun. I say, you, you gotta have more fun with it, and you're not necessarily bound to conventional rules. No rules. The only rule... I, and I tell, I tell everybody this. The only rule that I've had with writing the script is that everybody dies. Spoiler alert! Oh, just means there's no uh, no one to root for. I love it. Uh, now, did you go practical effects or like CGI? Um, a little of both. Just because um, before I got into film, I was doing music, so I would I would do music videos. That that's a lot of effect and shit, you know. So I I was always kind of been um into the visual effects, so I definitely wanted to play around with that. <clears throat> but I, for the most part, I tried to keep it all on set shit. Um, in that same vein, as a fan of movies, do you prefer, like, when you're watching a movie, do you prefer practical over CGI, or are you one of those that just doesn't have a preference as long as it looks good? As long as it, as long as it looks good, even if it doesn't look good, sometimes it's just funny. No, like uh, Sharknado, shitty effects I've ever seen, but it's fucking up. It's so bad that it's good, you know. <laughs> uh, 
And like I never really even noticed. Like once once you become an editor, once you study this shit for so long, you will notice every fuck up in a movie. Every time every cut, every time the color correction changes, every little fucking thing you'll notice. Couldn't do it. Video editing is not for me. I love it, dude. It's honestly my favorite part. It's a bitch. It's it's a bitch for sure, but it's fucking it's it really brings everything to life. Well, I'd say it's definitely the uh, integral part because that's uh, where you know you get your flow and all that. I just I, I I personally don't think I have the patience for it. No, it's yeah, it could be a bitch. Um, but I learned just in the past few years, so a lot of study and a lot of uh, YouTube tutorials. But I I uh, I wanted to be sure and learn myself because I don't want to rely on anybody else for for something like that you know like i know what i want i know what i'm looking for so i'm going to figure out how to get what i want i'm going to figure out how to get it to look how i want you know what i'm saying yeah yo it is interesting the world that we live in where you can literally find a youtube tutorial on anything these days (laughs) yeah and really once you get that once you like understand the software you can do anything so really, it's just a matter it. of getting uh, past that initial hurdle of uh, just the, think, that, 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 like, timid, th- this is I think, bigger than I think. I, I think the problem is there's a lot of gadgets. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of shit when you go into the software, right? Like, if you go into DaVinci Resolve, mm-hmm. there's, there's fucking knobs, there's fucking color wheels, there's fucking every, there's everything. So it it looks intimidating, but once you like, it's not. It's super easy, and and once you know what you're looking for, then then you're it's gold. I say I had the same overwhelming experience when I first started podcasting, and I had to start my own audio editing. I'm like, uh, but then yeah, once you get comfortable with the software you use, you're like, oh, yeah, it's this is a walk in the park. So in your movie. Your rule is everybody dies. Is there like a uh, like favorite kill you have so far that you can talk about without like giving it away too much? Like murder weapon um, or like type of kill? Uh, let me think here. So there's it's not it's not the kill that that, that I like, but it's like the story behind the kill. So um, are you familiar with Scott on tape, the YouTuber? Yeah. We had him out on set, and uh, I keep everything closed. Like, there's not a lot of people on set, just the people that absolutely need to be on set are on set. So uh, we was we was filming in the middle of the woods, just and uh, he took a fall, like a real fall. And I mean, (laughs) it was so like I'm gonna put like a together a little behind the scenes video. I want to make sure it's okay with him first, but it was so fucking funny. it was at the part where where the killer grabs him and and he starts to get stabbed. So it it, it just it's so perfect, <clears throat> so perfect. And there's another one. I'll give you another one. There's another one. Uh, I tried to shoot everything um, around the same areas. So there was another one where like uh, we use like a garbage bag, not a garbage bag, but like a, a plastic bag. Yeah. And uh, and it was like a, one of those car scenes where the killer's in the back seat. You know, you know, typical horror shit. Yeah, and uh, he wraps the bag around his face and starts stabbing him in the face. That's one of my favorites. 
And then, like, you could see the blood, like, fucking flowing, like, through the bag. Like, the bag starts filling up with blood. I thought it was amazing. So, where did you, uh, like, do most of your primary uh, filming at? Um, mostly in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, but all over Ohio, really. Like, we've traveled a few different, to a few different locations here in Ohio. But it's mostly in Youngstown, Ohio. Did did you ever come into one of those scenarios where like you're filming and there's like a local who just like freaks out and is like, "What the fuck's going on?" No, actually, there was this one time because we didn't. Um, at first, I wasn't getting permits to to film at this park. <clears throat> I mean, I've, had, I've never had anybody tell me not to film at the park, but like there was kids and shit, and then we had the guy that was playing the killer in 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 outfit just walking around the fucking park waiting to start filming. And then um, a police officer pulled up literally right next to us. I thought we was going to get in, in like some trouble or they was going to say something, but they didn't say shit. Um, but no, I've never really had anybody uh, say anything about... I tried to keep uh, an extra camera running the whole time just because I bullshit a lot with uh, everybody on set. I'm just like constantly just bullshitting with everybody. So there's a lot of funny behind-the-scenes moments and shit. <clears throat> How long did you guys shoot for? Um, we had people like travel from other states, and we had people not travel from other states, like they were supposed to, but didn't show up. So it was it was um, basically throughout the whole summer, just different days. Like we didn't really shoot consecutive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Every day. It was just whenever the actors could get out here and then we would get permits to go to the parks and shoot or we would just figure it out, you know? So we had this anthology about this grim Undertaker looking character. <laughs> uh, does he have a weapon of choice? Um, you know, yes. like, like, you know, Jason has his machete, you know, et cetera. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it because I completely forget what it's called. I just call it the fucking Killy thing. <laughs> um, it's like a meat cleaver. That's what it's called. I like the Killy thing. I like the Killy thing too, but it's honestly only because I can never remember what the fuck the thing is called. <laughs> but he uses a meat cleaver. <clears throat> nice. Um, what else has he used? He used the gun, but and then he used the meat cleaver afterwards, so that I don't count the gun part as, as a... Um, so it's more of a disabling than the killing. Yeah. He's used the knife, butcher's knife, drowned somebody. So you, you, your main guy is pretty uh, sadistic <laughs> in his uh, pursuit throughout this movie, yeah, is I what did, you're saying. I, did, I, I mean, I... I never really noticed it, honestly. Like, that's not what I wanted. Like, I didn't want him to be the meat cleaver guy, but now that I think about it, like, he uses a fucking cleaver a lot. It is easy to conceal. Yeah. Oh, and Nax. He used an axe one time. Nice. On a kid. Wow. What was <laughs> shooting that like? Fun. Um, the kids loved it. Uh, we had some, some kids who've never acted before um, come out from, I believe, Maryland. They're from... And they had a blast, dude. And it, that was probably one of the funnest shoots because, like, their dialogue, so much cussing, 
so much inappropriate shit. It was so hard not to like, like every take I have to fucking cut because I laugh. <laughs> I will lose my shit. Um, like there's one part where uh, one kid's walking down this path, um, walking away from his brother. And his brother's like, fuck you, you little bitch. And dude, and we had to do that take like 16 times because I laughed every single time. It's hard not to when kids start cussing. Like, you get, you know, the the occasional one-off, you know, like, it doesn't really phase you. But, like, when kids start swearing like an adult, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, there's just something inside of us that's just like, that's hilarious. Yes. And I, I did that. I, I purposely put so much cursing in their in their in their scene because it's just fucking so funny. And well, dad, say, it, it's a set. good offset. To, oh, I'm about to murder a kid. Your dad was on set the whole time, just fucking laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun time. <laughs> and again, we were, this this is one of the scenes that was shot in like a public part, so like there was people around. I can only imagine what they were thinking. They're like these motherfuckers. Yeah, it was. So, it, that was one of my favorite shoots those kids I, um yeah those kids were the best man they're so fucking funny definitely going to use them again <laughs> so you shot with kids yep and Lots of and, and you know uh, adults what was mm. the uh hardest um like did you have any scenes that were super hard to oh shoot my God, I, I forgot something did happen um we were shooting at a hotel, and we did not get permission. We did not get permits or nothing. We was just like, the actor rented a hotel. I was like, we're just going to shoot in your hotel room. So um, the fucking uh, owner found out or something that we was there shooting. <clears throat> so I, they threatened to call the cops and everything. Tried to go down there and fucking like just bullshit them to let us just finish the scene. <laughs> I just told them we were doing like a little photo shoot. <clears throat> it was crazy. Man, that, that, was, that was a bullshit day. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's weird that you have to uh, get you know, permits to, like inside the hotel room. Yeah, because I mean it's it's paid for, and what you do in there yeah. is up to you. Yeah, you know who uh, David Perry is? Yeah, that's who we were shooting that day. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> we had a good time with him, man. He was a, he was a good sport. How did your uh, Indiegogo campaign uh, pan out for this? Uh, um, I honestly hated the Indiegogo thing, but it helped a lot. Um, I think we got like 80 or 90% funded nice. on that, but, um, I just used that really to buy extra cameras and it, a lot of money went towards getting the, um, like the perks made and shit for everybody. Oh yeah. Um, that's it. Cause honestly, that, that, that's the one thing I like to ask, you know, people who do the crowdfunding for their movies is. You know what the experience is like because that seems that that is the new way to fund. Yeah, I'm not films. a fan of that. I I did not enjoy it. I did not have a good time with the people that uh, I was working on that with. It was just it was all bad in my opinion. We won't be doing that again. Saying yeah, that is definitely the uh, unfortunate gamble because like you, you open yourself up to everybody, uh, you know donating and helping move your dream along but there's also you know the flip side where you open yourself up and now people have input and they want to give more input yeah. and it's it's such a double-edged sword 
yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. You, you, know, you said you were you, you did music before. What kind of score does this film have? Um, for the most part, it's really just synth. You know what that is? Yeah. A lot of just synths. I wanted to have like a signature, a signature sound, not like a signature sound that Michael has or Jason has. Something that's just like, just like that I don't feel. Know, like, like, you know. Not just like it's it's like a vibe, but it's not like only when the killers come in or when someone's about to die. Like it's throughout the whole. You know what I'm saying? Throughout just the sets whole the whole mood throughout. Throughout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I honestly. As a, a fan, I, I I think I prefer the m- long run mood setting as opposed to you know the occasional just oh here's the you know the, the music swell because yeah. the killer's coming and it also yeah. helps in a sense to uh, pull you know pull the curtain down a little bit more and mm-hmm. hide when some of those kills are going to happen because like. As a fan, you know, once that music swells, something's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas if there's just like an ambient, you know, mood throughout the whole thing, Mm -hmm. it can get you whatever. Yeah. Which I think adds that level of fear in the viewer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So when is this, uh, like, when's your projected uh, release? I'm shooting for March. Makes sense. Springsville and spring. Um, everything's filmed, but like I like I said, I wrote so much shit. I might um, film some extra shit, um, and then I'm waiting for the narrator's scenes, and then it's done. Oh hell yeah! Um, something that's really kind of holding me back is the is the color grade. Like um, I put out the trailer, I think on on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I want to go with like a simple fall color grade or like you know that bluish yellow. Like I want to do something different. Like I, I don't know. Like it's it's really it's been fucking with me. Like every day I'm sitting here editing. Um, and I'm just like, I, what, what am I going to do with this color? Like it's it's that's like something that's been really big. Um, I don't know. Just like the look of it is important to me. You know. Well, see, in watching the trailer, like, if it had a little bit more of a grainy feel, I think it'd really lock onto that almost, like, grunge killer feel. Yeah. You know, but that, that, that's such a hard like, window to I wanna lock make it down. I want to make it kind of like, get, get like an 80s feel, maybe. Just like something that's like fucking, like, certain films just have, like, John Wick. You, like, if you're watching John Wick, any scene, you can look at the TV and be like, that's fucking John Wick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Something like that. Uh, in that I'll, vein... I want to figure it out. Say, in that vein, what is... Like... What is, I'd say, your favorite movie of all time? I mean, like... When... You, you know, you need inspiration or something. You can just be like... You know, I'm going to go watch this. And, horror movie or just period? Period. The Breakfast Club. Okay, why? It's just... In my opinion, John Hughes was the greatest film writer of all time. And that film in particular is just everything that, that, like, it's like every feeling that you feel is in that movie. Yeah. Every, like, fucking, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it has everything, dude. It's just, in my opinion, perfect. 
Oh, definitely. I don't think I've ever gotten Breakfast Club as an answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it's a. It's not something people would expect from a horror filmmaker, I guess. But Breakfast Club. I actually was in talk with one of the um, cast members from Breakfast Club about having a cameo in Springsville. Was it Molly Ringwald? It was not. Damn. Yeah, could you imagine though? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely kill her. <laughs> it sounds so mean, but like I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she ever died in. Was she ever in anything besides like a romantic fucking type thing? Mm. I don't think she's ever died in a movie. I think I just fucking found my new goal. Kill Molly Ringwald in a horror movie. Right. I'd say she she became kind of like you know America's favorite actress and she survives like everything. Yeah. Like even like she played a I think she played a bad guy on Psych and walked away from it. So it's like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the Breakfast Club though, dude. That's all time favorite. Oh hell yeah! So when this is all wrapped up, do you have something like planned to do next, or are you just gonna kind of sit back and see where this goes first? No, I definitely do. Um, this year has been crazy, and I have not had the uh, greatest experience, honestly, with the horror genre. <clears throat> but um, definitely moving on from horror probably for a while. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I have a script that I wrote. Um. It's like a pro wrestling, like an indie pro wrestling movie, kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched the movie The Wrestler, mm-hmm. something like that. That's what I'm going to be shooting next. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, didn't I see that you uh, cast a wrestler? Uh, yeah, there was a, there's a couple. Sabu, um, Stevie Ray um, from Harlem Heat. Yep. James Ellsworth, he was a WWE superstar and like, 2017, 2018, around that time period. So, as a wrestling fan, what was it like shooting with, like, out of that list, you named off two legends and James Ellsworth. Um, but don't get me wrong, I, I love James. But, like, in that list, Sabu and Stevie Ray are legends in the yeah. industry. What was it like, you know, working with them? Um, Stevie Ray is awesome. Uh, very smart, intelligent, very, uh, very, very cool. Um, he actually shot, um, he's actually shooting like his scene by itself. He plays, um, a podcaster in the movie. <clears throat> so, um, we're not going to have like on set type, but I talk to him very often, um, through video chat. He's very cool, very inspiring guy. Hell yeah. So, before we wrap up, where can listeners follow on social medias for updates on Springsville and watch for information about the release? Um, I don't have any pages up right now, like on Facebook or anything. Like, there's no groups because uh, it, there was a Sam Hain group, but I got it taken down after uh, we changed the name and everything. So I didn't. I haven't had the time to get on there and make a new one. But right now you could um follow everything at Springsville movie um on YouTube. Uh soon I'm gonna be creating like an Instagram and a TikTok and I post a lot of behind the scenes stuff on my personal Facebook at Left Nolan. <clears throat> um 
yeah, right now that's about it. I'm still working on getting all the pages made up for yeah. it. Which I don't even know if I'm going to do because I fucking hate social media. <laughs> Honestly. And listeners, I will put that link in the episode description for easy access. And you can find me and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com. Or if you just want to find more from me, head over to Facebook or Twitter at Moose Media Inc. Les, this has been fun. I, I look forward to the uh, release of Springsville. Uh, I really appreciate it. After its release, we'll get you back on and we'll dive into it some more. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Listeners, watch for Springsville, hopefully in the spring of 2023. Tune in tomorrow for another all-new installment of the 13 Horrifying Days of Christmas. And until next time, mash on. <laughs> <laughs>